The world isn't wide enough. Get immersed in the expansive views of the 48-inch customizable panoramic display in the all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid. Explore more at Lincoln.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. Um, me, Matt Ford. Um, so, you like to talk about death, don't you? It's one of your favourite um, stories. Ooh. It's more the whole stadium ooh, thing. Sorry, I um, had a bit of trap wind there. Oh, three coffees free this now for me. Three, three, three coffees for me this morning. Someone told me the other week that eight coffees a day is good for you, and I'm not having that. Yeah, I'm having it. Are you having eight coffees a day? Well, no, but I'd be up for it. I'm up for the fact, is what I mean, and, and also that level of consumption. Uh, coffee's great. It's such a buzz, man. Um, did Get you into see? It. I do like coffee, but I try and just have it in the morning because otherwise it becomes a sort of cycle where you're using coffee to perk you up and then you have a dip and you need another one. Yeah, true, true, true. The dangers of coffee laid bare by the voice of experience. Did you read the tale of David Hickey this week? No, I didn't. You love to talk about people dying and football. That's your favourite thing, isn't it? This whole podcast has been a smokescreen for you to discuss the twin topics of football and death. Go on. David Hickey was a lifelong Arsenal fan. Um, okay. And he passed away recently, very sad, um, owing to a mix-up in purchasing. Uh, David was buried wearing a Chelsea shirt because his ex-girlfriend, he'd been given a shirt as a joke, in much the same way I got you a Derby shirt, um, and his uh, ex-girlfriend passed the Chelsea shirt to the Undertakers by mistake. And as a result, he has been buried in a Chelsea shirt. Could you imagine being buried in a Derby shirt? But it's more that he's down there now wearing it. It, it. Is there any chance? The family joked he'll be turning in his grave. Is there any chance of him being exhumed and, and the shirt being swapped? Or is that just... His niece said it was an honest mistake by David's former girlfriend who looked after him so brilliantly until the end. She's not a football fan, so she didn't pay much attention. But amongst David's collection was a Chelsea top, which we think was bought by a mischievous pal. The kit had Emirates across the front, Arsenal still sponsored by Emirates and playing mm. at the Emirates. So she didn't think anything of it. Oh, I mean, you can see how how that's been done. But oh, I mean, you imagine you were buried in a Man United shirt. Yeah, well, I guess you'd just have to say, you know, it's... if you go before me, woe the tide. <laughs> you better be nice to me. Because <laughs> I will that. do it. I've never been nice to you. I mean, what day have I ever been nice to you? It's the whole fabric of our friendship is that I'm not nice to you. It would freak you out. That's how you'd know I'm going. If I start being nice to you, but like, is everything all right, mate? Yeah, you're ill. But you, but what I mean is, you know, just be careful is what I'm saying. I be could, I, you'd redress it by saying, look, if you truly love Arsenal, you don't want an Arsenal kit six foot under. You know, you're not burying the club. So what you'd say is he's dragged that shirt down with him. He's taken a Chelsea shirt six foot under with him. That's funny. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's funny that you've dragged the shirt through the dirt. I guess that's a, a nice way of thinking of it. And it's not like it's a Spurs shirt. 
So it's not like it's their number one rivals. No. Um, it's not Celtic and Rangers. I mean, imagine getting that wrong. I saw The Athletic did an article this week using um, sort of, you know, the, there's all this math stuff now, isn't there, where you input the data and you're able to predict exactly who's going to get relegated. And the banner said, who's getting relegated this season? Yeah. One of the pictures was uh, a Nottingham Forest player. No. And it was a sort of surprise to me because I thought, yeah, well, you, that's the madness of the league, isn't it? You win one game and you're 12th. But I sort of, I didn't expect to see Forest as they've, they've only picked four clubs, and Forest was one of the ones they're saying when you think of teams that might get relegated, you think Forest. But are they saying that this algorithm or whatever is predicted we're going down or not? Do you want to know? Yes. You sound genuinely, t- I'm loving I this am. now because I only sort of mentioned it. Because the the forest fan was uh, the forest player was on there, but the tension, the fear now. Because I yeah. didn't think you'd believe in all this. You're you're a forest fan. You watch the games. I'm surprised you hold so much truck in mathematical data. So there's an Everton player shown, a Leeds player, a Southampton player, yeah, and a yeah, Forest yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the Athletic are saying, don't worry about Wolves and West Ham. Don't worry about Bournemouth. They're the four clubs shown. <clears throat> Things are getting serious at the bottom of the Premier League table. Just eight points separate Southampton and Crystal Palace. And they've then gone on to use 538's predicted league table, which forecasts the outcome of each of the remaining fixtures uh-huh. based on the strength of the respective teams. Uh-huh. 538 runs simulations to play out the remaining league oh season 20,000 times to calculate the overall predicted final table. Here we go. I can reveal to you now that using the 538 model, oh my finishing God. bottom of the league with predicted 33 points at the end of the season yeah. and a 66% chance of relegation is Southampton. Okay, okay. Above them with a predicted 33 points and a 63% chance of relegation. Bournemouth. Oh my God, this is tense. And there are then three clubs separated by two points. Oh my God. With a 44, 36 and 30% chance of relegation. Who is the final team relegated? 18th and playing in the championship next season with a predicted 36 points and a Goal difference of minus 22 is Everton. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So then, so, this is amazing. That's what so they're, they're where, staying. And where do Forest and Leeds finish? Leeds finish 17th, one point above <gasps> Everton, and Forest finish 16th, one above Leeds on 38. Wow, so we finished two points above the drop. Two points above the drop, yeah. With, a, with Your goal difference, they're saying, is minus 31. And I think your goal difference at the moment is a bit like ours, isn't it? You're... You're like minus 26. Because when you lose, you're doing what we did last season. You're winning the odd game scrappily. But when you lose, you're getting hammered. Yeah. Literally this week. But good news. We'd take that, wouldn't we? Oh, we're staying up. Oh, bite your hand off for that right now. Oh, I'll bite yours off as well. And then we're both one-handed and we can (laughs) high-five. Let's shake on it. Not with our stumps. Oh, happy news. I tell you what we haven't done for ages. A, A joke about a football player, have we? I was doing one of them a week, wasn't I? Yeah. Go on, um, oh, Go I, can't, on. I, can't, I can't come up with one off the off the top of my head. I'll, I'll have to remind myself for next week. Give you a bit of thinking time. But you know when people say, uh, <laughs> to, to amuse myself, I do this, and I say it in the, in, the, in, the, in the horrible way that I'm about to do it. You know when people say, oh, you say are you going out? Are you going to go to the Leeds game or whatever? People go, oh, I'd rather shit in my hands and clap or whatever. And I yeah. go, 
Go on then. <laughs> but say it in a way that really puts pressure on them. Go on then. And I find that really satisfying. And I don't know what that. Well, I hope one day it backfires and I hope someone does do it and you get coated. Coated in the poop. Would you consider that a victory <laughs> or a defeat? It's amazing, isn't it? For, for all, you think of the entire history of the universe, poo's still knocking about and it's bloody horrible. Nick, you think, oh God, not this again. I think it I think it's always gonna be a part of life. So it's mad you know, that we all do it, innit? We're all just walking around doing it. You'd be mad. this will be the start of some wacky scientist listening who spends the rest of their life trying to eliminate poo. Here we go. This is where the sort of creative element comes. Why haven't they invented some sort of supplement that makes your poo smell nice? Well, you get that stuff you spray in the bowl, don't you? Yeah. And I'm talking about something that you would take that you would consume. Oh, they do. There's a thing. Oh, what's it called? A vegan diet. Have you tried that? No, but I mean, I, but I mean, actually smell nice though. But like, smell oh. of roses, different, different, like an airwick. What are you trying to pull? What, 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 what is the, what is the ultimate goal of? I mean, we know that you are a um, eater of feces from your childhood. What are you trying to pull here by getting a world where poo smells like pudding? You realise where that the, the sort of chaos. As a man oh. who eats as rapidly as you do without oh. checking first, yeah. do you really want to live in a world where you can't tell the difference oh. between poo and chocolate? Good point. Very good point. I take it all back. It's important. Um, I take it all back on the cack. I, I, I reverse my position. I think, um, I think now talking of reversing, that is something that you would do in a pickup truck. And <laughs> Luke Very good. Rutter has been in touch. He says, I am a manager of a young football team driving around in a pickup truck. Um, oh, no, no, no. Hang on. Misread that. He says, just to let you know, the mm-hmm. guy who is a manager of a young football team driving around in a pickup truck clearly has a very big ego and small, and he's put this word in brackets, <laughs> Penis. <laughs> he goes on to say, I'm a coach of Fleckney Athletic under eight, and our manager has a Volvo, but that's not why I'm emailing. <laughs> loving this email. It's lovely. I, I'm proud to work on a show where that's the content you get. I think we spent enough time talking about shit eaters. It's lovely to get an email saying, I manage an under eight side, and our manager drives a Volvo. Exactly. Like we're making amends for previous filth. Now, when I emphasise this particular word, it's because Luke has put it in capitals. I don't even drive, but my wife has a Peugeot 208 and is more than capable of fitting a bag of balls in her vehicle. Also, a bag that's the size of two big suitcases full of bibs, cones, kits, pumps, first aid kit, etc. This is also whilst having me and sometimes two little children in the back. No bereavement stories, I'm afraid, Matt. So he's saying, actually, in a Peugeot 208, you can fit an entire under-eight squad of kit plus two of the team in easily. So no need no need for the Yeah, I don't doubt it. I've made that point myself. And, and it, you know, I'm just pleased to be backed up that the, the pickup really is something else. You know, the pickup says, really, I just want to be the kind of person that drives a pickup. And the, the, the footballs are an excuse well, breaking news on that. Dean has been in touch, and he says yeah. he coached his son's football team for two seasons using a tiny VW Up, one of the smallest cars wow. on the road. He says oh, we used well, to that's flip end down. Of topic. Yeah. We used to flip down half of the back seat. There was plenty of room for the huge ball bag. <laughs> and coaches hold all, he put that word in, not me, which contained all the crap like first aid kit, bibs, liner, flags, etc. He says, so Orange Ute Biscuit Man is wrong and should be made to drive a Fiat 500, brackets original 1960s size, for a year to understand the error of his ways. 
please give a shout out to the mighty With Dean Youth FC from Brighton and my kids, Herbie and Mabel, two of the finest defenders in East Sussex, if not the world. Cheers, Dean. And just on the side of that, Dean, I want to say Herbie, of course, the name of a small car that was in the films. So he's even yeah. named his child after a, a, a very space-efficient classic car. And a sausage. You can oh, have a Herbie yeah. sausage, can't you? Oh, yes. You can have Herbie many things. You can have a Herbie flan. You can have a, um, you can have a Herbie man, if you're a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny old life, isn't it? You know, you record this podcast. We, we started yeah. out with the express intention of it being really about fantasy Premier League. And it, it, let's be honest, it really hasn't been. There's yep. a bit of that at the start, and, and the rest of it is kind of, I would suggest, very entertaining, but nevertheless, a load of bull crap. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, isn't that isn't that really what sport and certainly fantasy sport is about? Isn't it really just about an excuse to get together and talk about sticking your finger up someone's bum? Breaking news. Dan Jeffries has been in touch. He said, again... I manage an under-12 football team. I only have a one-litre Kia Picanto. I managed to squeeze in the kit bag, a bag of balls, and the training poles. He says, ah, now, this is where the story becomes more subtle. There is an element of risk involved. I do have to be careful that my son does not get inadvertently stabbed in the leg. I mean, okay, or sitting in the passenger seat. But it kind of adds to the ridiculousness of the situation. Keep up the good work, says Dan Jeffries. So we're hearing from football coaches all over the country uh, able to uh, do this in, in not just any old car, the very small cars. I tell you what, do you know what this has done? This has actually freaked me out a little bit. The The number of listeners we have involved in the coaching of young footballers in this country makes me think that this podcast could directly influence the direction of English football in the next 20 years. You know, we've got coaches listening now who are generating the England superstars of the next, you know, these lads are 8 to 12. So yeah, yeah. within 10 years, you could see the fruition of any advice we were to put out now, if we start steering this podcast in a way that says, do you know what? I'm a big fan of, you know, route one football. Yeah. But that's the England team you're going to see in 10 years. And that'll be our fault. Yeah. But, We've got but, a real but, responsibility uh, here. And also, but John, what I would also say is let's go bigger than that because a lot of those players will be eligible to play for many countries around the world. We could also be influencing Brazil, Argentina, France, Italy, you know, this is global, got, man. Do you think we've got Italian uh, youth coaches listening? But you will have children that will have, you know, you've got to think about where people's grandparents are from. And that just opens this up on a grander scale because they would be eligible to play for those countries. Oh, you're always getting back to the grandparents, aren't you? I know where you're taking what? this. Oh, yeah. Let us know if your grandparents are Italian, but they died and there was a minute silence for them at the fucking San Siro. You're always the trying to get it back San to. Zero. I was trying to get it back to dead grandparents, aren't you? You. The way you said that, then makes me say, <laughs> makes me think that you've never said the word San Siro without putting the F in front of it. He's off to the fucking San Siro. San Siro, yeah. Going right back to day, playing Championship Manager at the age of ten, the just sat in my sense. dining room. Yeah, we managed to get to the cup final. We lost at the fucking San Siro. <laughs> I used to give myself full team talks when I was playing Championship Manager. I'd play it for so long, I would have to go and shower in the middle of sort of bouts of play. And I would use that shower as an opportunity to hold a press conference um, for the upcoming game. What? Hang on, hang on. Who, what, you would actually say the team talk out loud? 
Yeah, I'd be in the shower. Well, I, I I don't know if I said it out loud, but in my head, I'd be running through questions. You know, like what? Um, uh, talk to me about the impact that De Nielsen has had uh, for Leeds United, tucked in behind Luke Beckett up front and Ronaldo. And I say, well, you know, we're, we're pleased to have him here, and uh, I'm glad he's been able to get us to a cup final. You know, he signed the big players for the big games, and uh, I think De Nielsen could uh, genuinely make a difference for us here. And uh, I like that. That's a oh, level of immersion. Yeah, because with you, John, what's interesting about you is I think on some things actually you're very hard to predict because you could equally go, oh, it's just a load of rubbish pretending to be someone else. Equally, I think you you have that intensity about you where you could fully get sucked into things. So I think people would know where you stand on things like meat and pollution, but on things like football manager and and um, your dedication to it, I, I think it's anyone's guess. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would go deep. Yeah, well, I told you that I stayed up all night playing once, didn't I? Well, what happened? What was it like? Uh, What's the latest you stayed up? Well, no, I stayed up all night on a on a. So I, I started playing probably about eight o'clock at night. My mum would have gone to bed, and I said, "Oh, I'm just going to do another hour." Cut forward to like six thirty the next morning. I hear my mum stirring upstairs. I think, "Oh, f- I've been here all night." So I had to run in the shower and pretend I'd got up before, and I was just coming out of the shower. And really, I've been sat me on filth for ten hours. This would have been uh, early teens, early to mid teens. Very popular and successful guy, yeah. You know, not not for me. The going out and developing a personality and uh, discovering about yourself. Very much the staying in until I won the Coca Cola Cup with Leeds United kind of uh, teenage years. But it's served you well, hasn't it? You know, in the oh, end, it has, John, absolutely, yeah. Doesn't matter what anyone else was getting up to. You you went and lived life your way. Did an interview this week with the the big issue, uh, and they said, you know, what advice would you give your younger self? I said, well, sadly this is the best my life could possibly have turned out. So everything shit that ever happened, I would have to say, just do that. Because if you weren't such a pathetic waste of space as a teenager, you wouldn't be the pathetic onstage comedian that you are that leads Mm. to you being, uh, you know, more entertaining to watch. Well, buy your copy now, folks. (laughs) Go out and get that big issue. Have a good old laugh. I bet people are like, oh, funny man John Richardson. I bet that'll cheer me up. My life was shit then and it's shit now. <laughs> I think I might buy Viz next time. I want perking up. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, FPL, we don't talk about it a lot, but FPL is basically that me that played Championship Manager all night. That's basically uh-huh. what FPL is. And you and I are yeah, yeah. fully grown adults doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's a story in the paper this week. I say the paper, a publication. Footy loving bosses are adopting Premier League. Gaffer's management techniques, according to a survey, 80% have used tactical whiteboards or worn a tracksuit in the office um, whilst managing their teams. What do you make of that? I think it's pathetic. <laughs> it's just so sad. I, and you can, you can, I can see them doing that. You know that hand movement that politicians start doing when they, they thumb point to not use the index finger? Yeah. You notice now football people, you know, the ball's popping around in midfield, recycling the ball, different transitions of play. Scotty yeah. Parker does it a lot. They do that politician hand movement thing. I can see them doing that. You can see the sorts of blokes that do that wearing tight sports gear and talking about fine margins. The sorts of things Clive Woodward comes out with, you know, let's not uh, try and be 100% better. Let's do 100 things, 1% better. Like, oh, yeah. God. Kill Clive me. Woodward was the archetypal, uh, yeah business and just applying the practices of business well that has gone in reverse now so instead of football managers using business to make themselves better football managers you now have business managers using 
the advice of managers. So of those who admit to using the traits of top football managers, 45% did so to help their team reach key targets and 42% hoped to boost morale. The survey of 1,750 workplace managers with a love of football found that 62% think there is little difference between managing staff and a team of footballers. But you can't have that. What if you work in a news agent? And what's the guy going to say? Yeah, you know, he's had a good uh, good paper around there. Uh, yeah. I think he got well, particularly towards the middle of the round. It was very encouraging. You know, still some things we can work on, uh, but he knows that. And, uh, you know, we go again. We go again tomorrow morning. Different game now, isn't it? Of course, when I was out there doing it, you had the broadsheets. You know, you try delivering, uh, you try delivering those day in, day out. You get a stronger back. You know, these kids now, they don't understand what it was like in the olden days, you know, and even pitches, you know, dogs. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've talked about transitions from the bag to the to the letterbox. Uh, and I, I think you can, I think maybe you can improve on that, certainly in terms of pace and delivery. Uh, um, but, you know, dealing with the supplements, I think, is something that's just new to the game. Uh, but we embrace that. Uh I just don't understand how you would take that. Of course, the money's gone element. bloody mad, hasn't it? £3.50 for the whole round when I was young. I bet the money has gone mad. I bet there is a news agent that at some point has said it's like Premier League football. I don't know. What's it cost now for a, for a, a youngster to deliver a round of newspapers? I bet they're on, I bet they're on at least a tenner. What, a day? A, t- a tenner per round. No. More than that. Yeah. Unsustainable. Unsustainable. Well, we Absolutely know we, if this podcast has a finger on the pulse of anything, it's uh, young people. So if any of those young football coaches uh, have anyone in their team who's still doing a paper round, maybe the paper round doesn't exist anymore. It's all online now, isn't it? Maybe you just lob someone a login detail for the Telegraph online crossword now. You can't throw that into a yard, can you, like an American paper boy? As long as papers exist paper boys and girls paper people exist so get in touch hello at cpfpl.com uh, if you are a paper boy or a paper girl or you uh, employ one or your son or <laughs> daughter not one. if you are well if you're a paper boy you might be listening to it now when you're around we haven't got 11 year olds listening to this podcast i hope not well it, look let, let's not talk them out of it but get in touch hello at cpfpl.com if you know a paper boy through or paper girl through any means and let us know <laughs> how much the current rate is, is there a bonus structure? Do they uh, get a bar of chocolate? That sort of thing. Um, and, and how much do they pay? That's really good, John, actually, because it's one of the few areas of work. Oh, it's not like gone, there's a paper boys union. He's gone full LBC. That's, that's actually really good. Let me tell you something about paper boys. Is they are a menace. And there's nothing worse on a rainy, rainy Saturday morning than getting a scrunched up paper rammed through your letterbox. You can't, you can't read the damn thing. And then they're off on their bike. And then their boss is getting in touch saying you haven't paid your subscriptions. Now, I think they need to be stopped. More on that after this. It's Sally Traffic. You know, that sort of thing. Did you use Sally Traffic there as a reference to Sally Bozeman from uh, Radio 2? I think so. I mixed my stations. I can only apologise. Um, yeah, I'm not saying she won't go private uh, at some uh, point. No. I'm sure Sally Bozeman will get tired of the uh, red tape at the BBC. She probably will go to one of the corporate stations. You know, she's earned a few years on corporate money, I think. You're sort of phoning in the travel at LBC. Probably she's earned that. M1 is blocked northbound between junctions 24 and 25. Southbound still moving well between junction 29 and 30 of the M1. A lorry is jackknifed, spilling its load. The M6 westbound. All that sort of thing. Ooh. 
Uh, traffic sounds really exciting, doesn't it, when you're not in it? Another anachronism, isn't it, really, in this day and age? Do you really? You know, I would say when Sally Bozeman does decide she's had enough, I hope that's what she does. I hope she turns up. You can hear her peeling the wrapper off a chocolate bar, kicking her legs up on the desk. She's like, do you know what? It's f***ing half eight on a Monday. Guess what, guys? There's traffic out there. If you want to know where it is, download Waze. It's a free app, and it'll divert you around the traffic. I'm out of here. Do you think if she joined LBC, they'd pay her a lot of money or she'd go on a Bozeman? Lovely. Yeah, very oh, nice. I'm so proud of my wordplay. <laughs> Daddy! Um, but that is, you know, what? But what I would say, John, countering that, is that it's mm-hmm. not just about, what I like about traffic reports is, it's not just about the traffic that directly affects me. You know, when they say Junction 25 of the M1, I think, oh, that's near Nottingham. Oh, the traffic's bad. You know, I think there's a nice, you know, I like anything that gives you a sense of what's happening out there in the whole country. It, weather reports. I think, oh, it's warmer in Nottingham than it is down here, or, or vice versa. I like to know what weather my mum's having. So I like to know what traffic my friends are being affected yeah, by. Yeah, save you ringing her, wouldn't it? Just watch the f***ing traffic and travel. She's on WhatsApp, you devil. Yes, yeah. Oh, I, I noticed uh, it's probably sunny where my mum is. I don't want to ring her to check in case we get drawn into a conversation. Why don't you ring, ring her to... and ask her what the weather's like? Because it's not, that's not the turd. point. That's not the point. We text about all sorts of things, but it's its that extra info. It's just one of those things <laughs> where you go, oh, home. But also <laughs> yeah. my friends. Oh, it's lovely to know whether there's sunshine coming through the window when you receive that WhatsApp from your mum saying, Matthew, please call. We haven't spoken in years. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, are you alive? It's nice to know what weather under which my mother will yeah. be fretting herself crazy. <laughs> oh... I'm on the verge of a footballer joke, but at the moment it's surname only. Will you accept that? It's yes, more of on. a quiz. It's more of a quiz question than a joke. Go on. <clears throat> Which current footballer is named after? Oh no! Which current footballer's name is also the nickname that you had at school? Oh. Go on. Rashford. Oh, that's fantastic. Because of your God, that's way better. That's so much better than I was fearing. Oh, yeah. Well, and and, and, and for listeners, that you did have a specific teacher who used to um, yes. make some uh, unpleasant comments about your ex, no. but that's not me saying that. I, I would No, never... I loved it. I loved it. Mr. Wilshaw, my English teacher, because I scratched myself a lot due to my uh, chronic <laughs> skin condition and because I had the unfortunate ailment of passing wind um called me scratch and sniff yeah uh, do you know what years later i met up with him and told him that and he completely forgot and i was like but that was amazing and it just you know he was just dropping gold obviously he just i tell you wouldn't last five minutes in the role dal era a teacher like that he'd be out on his ear if if somebody walking past the classroom is a nickname like that he is a goner it's a shame because i loved it and this, that's the other thing, you know, it's all on, um, surely if you've got a child like me who can basically take pretty much any insult directly to his face, go for it. Do you think? Yeah, God, I have a bit of fun. I, I find it hugely bonding. I, I, I took it genuinely as a real sign of respect and affection. Maybe I'm just a dopey loser. <laughs> well, that's what My your physics teacher used to call you, innit? You what? That's what your physics teacher used to call you, innit? Yeah. Here comes that suppy twat. Yeah, no, no, you're in on the joke, mate. Yeah, no, it's because I respect you. Yeah, all right, yeah, sit down, you fucking f- idiot. <laughs> sit down, you fat bastard. <laughs> nice one, sir. Ooh, I really channeled your sense of humour there. Oh, I didn't like that. 
I thought mm. it was too harsh. Would you like a suggestion for another bit of bonus content for the show? Yes, please. So we've done a live show. Yeah. yeah that's out there. Yeah. Last week we discussed uh, football drinking games. Yes. Matty Oak's been in touch. You know Matty yeah. Oak? Yeah. Solid guy. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Uh, what team does he support, Matty Oak? Forest. Plymouth Argyle. Damn it. You um, led me into that. He says, no fantasy talk. I'm having a shocker this year. Um, good afternoon. Uh, it is the afternoon as well. How did he know? Old Oakey. He understands the time. Whoa. I'm surprised neither John or Matt has played the Jeff Stelling drinking game. A gulp of lager for every goal. A Jaeger bomb if the scorer holds your first middle or surname. A red aftershock for a red card. A tequila for an own goal with a player name match. After 70 minutes, the game gets very interesting. Looking forward to another trip to Ellen Road next season. That's a bit of fun about them getting promoted and us getting relegated. Um, Furthermore, Andrew Blythe, on the last episode, I heard you talking about drinking games. Have you never played the Soccer Saturday drinking game? I played it once and got very drunk. Wouldn't recommend. And a lot of people suggesting the Soccer Saturday slash Jeff Stelling drinking game. We could do a bit of that, record it. I mean, it's going to take a heavy edit. I'm not saying we do it live. Well, we could just, I could just come around yours. You could come around mine. We'd go to a pub and, and pub would be good, wouldn't it? A bit sad doing it in the house. No, you me. can't be doing it in public. Why? Because uh, I might get very drunk and be sick or say something that Roald Dahl would have approved of. <laughs> How do you feel about Roald Dahl's works being retrospectively edited? I, uh, I don't agree with it um, mm. for all the reasons that have been written about in lengthy articles. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, um, it's well, as, as has been evidenced by them re-releasing the books to sell extra copies, it's is a bit of PR bullshit masquerading as care about society, and it f***ing isn't that. We've got some bigger fish to fry. Oh, we have. I just Googled Aftershock. It's still on sale. 27 quid a bottle on uh, on the Amazon. What's that? Cool... quite a dear do, isn't it? It's not a premium, is it? I thought it was a 20 percenter, isn't it? Aftershock. It's not one of your 40s. Let's have a look. It is. I'm just going to click on it. Aftershock. I'm just taking the blue one. Uh, Aftershock Cool Citrus weighs in at 30%. Well, it's Twixt and Tween, isn't it? You've got your 20 percenters, and then you've got your uh, 40 percenters. You don't get a lot in the 30 mark. Yeah, aftershock. I mean, that was a real late 90s, early noughties drink of choice, wasn't it, for your young young drinkers out in the pubs? Horrible business. A bit of a novelty, but... if you're still drinking Aftershock, defend yourself. Hello at cpfpl.com. Maybe there is a... Are there any good Aftershock cocktails? I'm going to Google it, John, just to see if People there's a way of... People are drinking worse. Barry and Wandsworth on the subject of childhood favourite soft drinks made alcoholic. We had, of course, the dandelion and burdock conversation. In my teens, I invented the concoction of half a pint of Stella mixed with half a pint of Lilt, the pineapple and grapefruit Ooh. nectar of the gods. For some reason, we named this cocktail anal beer. But trust me, it's wonderful. <laughs> And make Stella drinkable. Do you know? Sounds great. I'm going to talk like uh, you know Mike Parry or someone now. Do you know uh, half a pint of Stella and half a pint of Lilt? Isn't that what bloody uh, American pale ale is? Yeah, basically shit lager and then too much fruit. I mean, That's you're slightly onto something there. You've channeled Parry, I believe, to as a, as a conduit for actually your own opinion. <laughs> I'm sort of getting into it now. You just give up in the end, don't you? 
Well, you just pretend to be really cheesed off about a whole load of things. And by the way, have found some aftershock cocktails. One uh, is called a Purple Mist, and it's a bottle of WKD Blue with a shot of aftershock in it. Oh, <laughs> is that really a cocktail? There's just something <laughs> disgusting with aftershock in it. Oh, there's one here called Kelly's Spicy Night, which is 60 <laughs> mils of fucking <laughs> pint glass, right? Pint, a pint, pint of cocktail. Glass. Yeah, shot of ref- a shot of red aftershock, two shots of whiskey, stir well, and top up with Red Bull. Wow! Oh. <laughs> and what do you have? One of those a year? God. Just coast off the fumes. Gee whiz! There's what one does called- the blue aftershock taste like? Is it bubblegum? The red one's sort of cinnamon, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought it was a bit more like bubble. It's a citrus here, but I guess I guess bubblegum is kind of a citrus influenced chewable thing. Chewy thing. Bubble. <laughs> I think I've gone mad. You know that can I just also just for context for listeners, just so that they understand my mood and vibe. Um I have had a, 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 actually quite a bu- bu- boozy few days. And it's one of those days where you're just like you're knackered from it. Mm. But you're just like, oh actually. I don't I, I you know what, you know this about me. I hate it when the fun's over. I always need stuff to look forward to. Yeah. So what what are you looking forward to next? Oh, good question. Easter, probably. Oh, you like Easter, don't you? It's the old Catholic in you. You've got a bit of a yeah. soft spot for the old Easter, haven't you? Yeah, I'd say more Christian. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Catholic, but yeah, okay. certainly the Christian influence. I love hot cross buns. I love Easter eggs. I love chocolate is basically what it is. I, I shan't be going to church. I remember when we lived together, you always used to buy us an Easter egg. I used to get yeah. an Easter egg from my mother and one from you. Yeah. That's sad. Did you like it? I didn't mind it. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a there's a sort of sweetness about your fondness for Easter. It speaks of your childhood and deep down inside there there's a there's a man of faith who believes in something, isn't there? Yeah. Do you think? Did you think equally that it was a bit pathetic? Um, the part you just thought you'd lose it, grow up. No, I wouldn't say that. I think it's quite nice. You don't meet many Easter fans. You don't meet many people who put it on the calendar. Do you know what I mean? Cup final, last game of the season, all that. You wouldn't. I'm a big. I'm a Christmas man, and I like summer, and that's about it. You Easter. I think Easter's on your calendar. Is like, whoa! Can't wait till it's bloody Easter. But I, I don't. There's not like an Easter day, is there? Well, there's Easter you Sunday. Know? Yeah, but it's not like I'm Christmas Day where fight. you're like, right, it's Easter Sunday. What we're doing, where we're we meeting. I tell you what, we went away for Easter Sunday last year. Want the same? Uh, Having Easter Sunday in a cold country don't make any uh, sense. Do you, do, 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 yeah, no one talks about getting some Easter sun, but equally talking about getting some Easter Sunday. Wah, wah. But what I was really going to say was, for a lot of people, Easter <laughs> is a big deal, and they will go for like a nice Sunday dinner. Obviously, for 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 Christians, they've done Lent. Uh, yeah, you know, for they, Christians, they've... yeah. That's a lot of people, John. No, not not amongst our audience. I bet if you are... These well, are heathens. Points. Are you giving anything up for Lent? Hello at cpfpl.com. I've given up managing my team. Shall I pretend that's a Lent thing? Shall I masquerade that as a uh, commitment to a love of our Lord Jesus? I saw my dad the other night. And, uh, <laughs> Where the hell is this going? We're talking about Lent. He's, he's a God-fearing man. Right. And uh, obviously Irish, so even more so. And he, uh, he, 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 he's given up puddings for Lent, right? But we went for dinner. I mean, he just Loop drank all day. Loopholes are plenty. Oh, like 10 pints of Guinness, steak. Yeah. Oh, he had a starter as well. And then well, not have a pudding starter, Lent. Sticky toffee pudding, but then leave it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. 
you've spotted a loophole and you've gone There's there. loopholes bloody everywhere. If he has a chocolate bar mid-afternoon, I assume that's not a pudding. Oh, no, it, no sweets, basically. So, it, you know, pudding, chocolate, okay. that's all off. Yeah. So no sweets at all. Oh, that's different. He's basically given up sweet food. That's yeah. I thought he meant as long as he doesn't order it within 10 minutes of finishing a main meal, it counts as a pudding and everything else is fair game. Yeah. You can have ice cream on your crunchy nut cornflakes for breakfast. Ooh, I'll tell you what, but you, you say that, but and I'm allergic to them, but they look great. But ice cream with some crunchy nut cornflakes in sounds really, really good. Yeah, you could spice up your breakfast. Christmas breakfast, ricicles, uh, a bit of ice cream on there, Baileys instead of milk. Have you done Merry that? Merry Christmas. No. Oh. No, absolutely not. It's not Something vegan, you Baileys, might have done is it? During your, Swindon, during your pathetic Swindon years, <laughs> I can imagine you uh, lashing Baileys on whatever you're having for breakfast. I imagine you dipping a pepperami in it and weeping. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about the Swindon years lately. Oh, yeah. Why? You're writing yeah. a sad book. <laughs> well, no, nobody sent me in a book idea, did they? Um, oh. I, uh, it was 20 years this year since I started stand-up. So oh, been, my God. Uh, reflecting Happy anniversary, babes. Doesn't feel like I've been doing this for 20 years. That feels like an old man thing to say. I've been yeah. doing this 20 years. Might not feel it I'm to not you. A, not an old man, am I? No, you're not old? Because we're the same age. So if you're old, I'm old. We are old. We are old. We are old. You know what? I'm quite happy with that. Being old? Yeah. Let's get to retirement. It's just it is a pod. relief, isn't it? A lot of pressure on being young. Yeah. I, th- I won't want to be young. You definitely, I can feel myself just getting less uh, bothered. Football is actually one of the points where I feel it worse because I find the older I get, the weirder it feels to like footballers. Uh, no, 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 you know, no, no. When opposite. you say, like, oh, I love Marcus Rashford's. Part of me wants to say, he's half your age. I know you're not going to shag him, but it does feel inherently weird, you know, when you see footballers no. now to think, oh my God, I'm 23 years older than you and you're Disagree. a professional footballer. Disagree. I am going to shag him. <laughs> but I also disagree with the point, which is I think that I think there's a bell curve. I think when you're young, it makes total sense to idolise, you know, gods that are older than you. Then Absolutely. when you're around the same age, that's when it feels really odd. You're like, oh, no, I'm a failure because they're amazing. And uh, and then just when you're getting a little bit older than them, then it feels weird. But now you're at 40, you're like, well, most of them are younger than me. Now I it, I have almost a fatherly view of them. I'm like, oh, these little boys, and, and aren't they wonderful? And I'm encouraging them on. All right. Dude, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think I'm out the other side now. I think it's cool. I don't feel like I'm there yet. I still feel like there's a pressure on me to sort of keep up with them. Like, you know, there's a world in which we end up out with a lot of footballers and we're sort of drinking the same drinks and we know the same music. And that's when it gets depressing. I think I need another 10 years, really, before I'm at that age where I'm like, these bloody kids, you don't know you're born. At the mo- I tell you what it is, I still feel like I've got a game in me. I know. You're deluded is what it is. Yeah, I'm a sad, pathetic individual, but I still feel like, you know, if I get my fitness up, I could do a shift. You know, I probably couldn't do a full 90, but I could put you in a good 60 minutes. No, you couldn't. You couldn't do a good five. I mean, and I just mean that like none of us son of a piece of shit. (laughs) I could still play five minutes of football. Just about. I do play five minutes of football. I do dad's five-a-side. We play for an hour. I'm box-to-boxed. Yeah, on a small pitch. Everyone's box-to-box on five-a-side. Otherwise, you just... You basically stood still doing box to box, but you you, you you couldn't do a Premier League five. You you couldn't. I could do you're five. So fit, you just you know it's like saying I could do five the hundred meters. I can five do the hundred meters. Honestly, you what? 
I could do the 100 metres. Not properly. Yeah, I couldn't beat Usain Bolt, but I, you know, I still think I've got a lick. No, no, no. I'll say this, John, and I love and respect you. Your body is not conducive to sport. I, I genuinely think by the time you finish the 100 <laughs> metres, the sun would be in a different position. I tell you what would be like a real end for me. The point at which I accept I'm middle-aged, if you filmed me doing the 100 metres, I think watching that back, a huge part of me would die. Well, yeah, physically at the time. I your still, heart and your lungs. No, I'd finish it, but I think watching it back and seeing like bits of me that bounce and wiggle and just my technique where I'm sort of, I, I'm still doing the same technique, but I'm just moving at half the pace I used to. I think, God, oh, I, I can't even bear the thought of that. I might get you to do that just to yeah, I'd put love an to end that. to the thought of me ever feeling like I could achieve anything physical again. And I will go further. I'm gonna, I want you to do it and get full, yeah. you know, wear whatever kit you need. <laughs> and I'm going to sit there in a deck chair or like plastic garden furniture and I'm going to have a picnic. I'm going to make a real day of it. And I'm going to have, <laughs> ni- I'm going to make myself some nice ham sandwiches. I'm going to have a couple of cans. I'm going to sit there and just. Howl! Well, let's do um, let's do a heptathlon then. We'll go and I'll do a bit of long jump and we'll yeah, do a throw. But you've got to great. do it as well. I, I, do you know? I'd like to watch you do just three hurdles. That's all I yeah. want. I'd okay. like to watch you try and do three hurdles. Great, great, great. I, I'm up for that. And then we and then we. Yeah, that's great. We, we will do it. Now, we right. do have more breaking news. Uh, this is from producer Danny. He's found this on the internet on what mm-hmm. looks like some sort of chat board. Um, and Your the old question friend is, Danny, who you meet up behind my back and go to football and have your little upside down beers. Yeah. 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 He said, what kind of wage did you get for your paper round? Now, this is an answer from the member of the public. It says, seems the going rate in 2002 was about £20 a week. So that was 21 years ago. This particular correspondent says, I got shafted at £8 a week for a round that took me two hours. I didn't have a bike. As the area I grew up in was a shithole, I used to do the round from like six to avoid all the knobheads in the estate. To top it off, one of my papers was the last house in the whole village. So that was easy half an hour of the round just getting to that one house. Oof. Interested to hear other people's experiences. Me too. Hello at cpfbl.com. All right. Uh, that's all we've got time for this episode. Uh, we'll be back later on the week with another one. I've done that terribly. Should I do that again? Yeah, but I want to leave this in just so that people hear your what you know. Well, there's a little bit of insecurity. But for people to see right? the the change that I'm capable of, you know, sometimes we all get depressed about the state of this planet, and you think we, you know, we, we're not going to solve our problems. You want to see the difference between edit one and edit two of me saying that's all we've got time for, and you'll think, do you know what? People can achieve anything. Here we go. You ready? Well, that's all we've got time for this episode, but we'll be back later in the week with another. God, that was worth it. You know, that's just cancelled out climate change there. What? Well, I've just eliminated climate change. I think the inspiration that that second take will get in people, just people will be putting the recycling out with extra vim and vigour this week. We missed bloody brown bin this week because I was away. Gutted. Anyway. Tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. Do you know a paper boy or girl? What are they currently paid? Um, what else is there? A whole load of stuff that we, you know, we really rely on Do you, you for. celebrate Easter? Yes. What are you doing for Easter? Um, get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Uh, subscribe at anotherslice.com for extra content and for the love of God on your own body. Share this. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Leave a five-star written review. Bye. Goodbye. Ooh, different. Oh, that was new. I don't like change. <laughs>